Are you ready? The New York Jets can beat anybody in the world, and I think we're going to win next Sunday. The New York Jets. I think Jet fans. Jet fans. Jet fans. Are very passionate. Thank you, all you fans. Very passionate. Brady sucks. Don't be sucks. Don and unbelievers. And welcome to the latest edition of the Ain't Easy Being Green podcast, broadcasting to you live from beautiful, amazing, picturesque Crystal Lake Studios in Putnam Valley, New York. My name is Keith Farrell. I am joined, as always, by the biggest Jet fan in the state of Texas, none other than my colleague and co-host, Michael Lagaris, everyone! Mike is in the building and also joining us online. Now, you didn't get a proper introduction last week, young Samuel, okay? You're going to join us here from time to time on the show. Now, the, he's not replacing the Wookiee, everybody. The Wookiee's not here right now. Don't worry. The Wookiee's not going anywhere. We're not going to get rid of that Wook, all right, guys? But joining us this week, my cousin Sammy, head coach of the Hastings football team, lifelong Jet fan. Welcome to the show, Sammy. What's up? Happy to be here. What's up, Jet Nation? And, uh, yeah, we're going to chop it up real quick about this Colts game, talk a little bit about Mike White and Zach Wilson, and then talk a little bit about the Bills and get out of here. First of all, Michael, did you like the cover we're going to throw at the world this week? Did you enjoy that? Oh, my goodness. I couldn't stop laughing, man. <laughs> Attack of the Hill people, everyone. They're coming back to MetLife this we're gonna get We're going to get a Bills game in a moment. That'll be a lot of fun. But last Thursday, we haven't had a chance to talk to the nation yet, um, ABG Nation yet. The game was last Thursday. What a wild game. We hyped it up. We did a little show before the game. We're talking about Mike White. Everything's revolving around Mike White. Mike, see how, seeing how he plays in that game um, was going to kind of dictate how we were going to go here with the pace for Zach Wilson coming back. Turns out... He did play decent, only got to throw 11 passes, had a touchdown drive. Um, we already know now he's going to start versus the Bills this week. But when it comes to that game in particular, I think the big surprise coming out, obviously, is Josh Johnson. Um, basically, practice squad quarterback, and he's out there through for 315 yards or something like that, had three touchdowns. I know some people want to pour cold water on it because of when he threw those touchdowns, which was in the second half. But, guys, you got to put it in perspective. Josh Johnson is like an arena league quarterback. He's an XFL quarterback. He's a guy who's been on a ton of teams. Um, never really shined anywhere because, you know, he's not an elite quarterback, practice squad guy. And he just went out there and went up and down the field a whole bunch of different times on an NFL football team. So um, I know it happened in the second half. And we're going to go get to that in a second, Mike. But your takeaways, this is what I want to ask you first, Mike. We know the defense was just horrific. Um, there's not even words to describe how bad it was. But when it comes to our quarterback play, and I'll ask both of you guys this, taking Mike White into account, his one game, taking Josh Johnson into account, Josh Johnson into account, this last game, we almost had a thousand yards of offense in two games. Now we know how our offense was rolling before that with Zach, not that good. Circumstances were a little bit different, I understand that. But with these two guys in there, unheralded, unknown, not the number two pick in the draft, right? All they're doing is executing and taking what the off, excuse me, taking what the defense is giving them. They're having a ton of success. Mike, how surprised were you with how Josh Johnson played once Mike White got knocked out of there? And what do you think this says in regards to Zach, the way these two quarterbacks have looked in comparison to him? Zach's a young quarterback. He's still learning the ropes. I think this proves that LaFleur's offensive system works. I know that LaFleur rather have been in the booth the entire time, but Zach wanted him down on the field with, with close to him, and LaFleur did as the quarterback wanted. 
So now he's up above. He's able to see the full scheme of the offense and how it's working within uh, against uh, uh, the opposing's defense. And I believe that uh, he called a phenomenal game against Cincinnati. And then, to be honest with you, some of the plays that he was calling uh, that we saw on uh, Thursday night last week were right on cue. And you saw how a backup quarterback, somebody like Josh Johnson, who is the epitome, the very definition of a bench player, practice squad quarterback, had success. Uh, whether you want to say it's garbage time or not, he executed the offense. And now we've seen two quarterbacks execute the offense better than one Zach Wilson. Uh, what I will say is Zach needs to understand how to make quick decisions, how to make correct reads, be accurate in the short and intermediate so that you can move this offense the way it needs to be. And I was, I actually am pleased because I believe we do have the right uh, solution from an offensive player, offensive call perspective. And I do believe that LaFleur does have a good scheme, is a good scheme fit. I, I do believe we have some good weapons. I love what I'm looking, seeing from Elijah Moore. I love what I'm seeing from Michael Carter. I like how these weapons are being utilized uh, within this offensive scheme. So I think uh, now we'll see um, what happens on Sunday. I know the starter has been named and we'll get into that discussion, but that to me, and I'm not even going to talk about the defense right now, but that to me is what was the big highlight for me personally, that our offensive coordinator is legit and that the scheme works. Sammy, would that be, what would your takeaway be considering the same question, how Zach played, how these two guys have played, how the offense has looked in these past two games. Josh Johnson had a lot of those points in the second half. But a second drive of the game, he had eight plays, 60 yards. They got a field goal. I know they punted twice, but his next three drives, six plays, 75 yards, touchdown. 11 plays, 66 yards, touchdown. 13 plays, 80 yards, touchdown. 12 plays, 83 yards, interception at the end of that one. So he was able to move the ball. Sammy, do you think this actually casts our boy LaFleur here as a coach? you think it kind of casts him in a better light? Uh, considering these guys have just been able to go out there and execute what he's calling as opposed to Zach Wilson. I mean, absolutely. I couldn't agree with you and Mike Moore. Um, I think you've seen two quarterbacks come in and work that system and work it well, where they're getting yards that we thought Zach Wilson was leaving up in the air for the first five weeks. And now they're getting those yards. They're making those plays. And if the offensive system's designed to hit under 20, then just hit under 20, right? So you've got a guy with Zach with all this talent, all the talent in the world, all the upside in the world, and he's just super young. You know, so when you get a guy like that in and you're expecting him to kind of check himself, well, we know what his attitude, his mentality is, right? Like he's that killer. He wants to go downfield. He wants the big plays. He wants to score. But that's not what they're trying to do with him. So I think for LaFleur's credit, um, it makes him look great, right? Because you plugged in your third string guy, like you said, who's an arena football level quarterback and that guy slinging it so you know the system isn't broken whereas if you looked at someone like adam gase clearly the system was broken and not yeah. the, the personnel you know true that's a good point adam gase refused to you know he didn't budge when his system was broken it seems like here with salah at least at least on the offensive side of the ball um they have been trying their best to make adjustments what's the best way we can get points on the board because the jets are right at the bottom of the league when it comes to points scored as we know now guys We'll get back to Josh Johnson. We'll get back to the offense in a second. This defense. I mean, we started the season off, Mike, and we were putting the defenses in bad position, and they seemed like they still were performing decent enough. We looked okay at least a little while, right? With Mosley out there, we looked decent. 
the past four or five weeks, this is just this has just been horrific. I mean, right now the Jets are ranked last in the NFL in defense. If you didn't know, Jet fans, 408 yards a game we're giving up. We're ranked last in points allowed, 31.5 we're giving up a game. I mean, there's really nowhere to look on defense, Mike, at this point. I mean, we, the young corners were covering decent enough. Don't get me wrong, Mike. But when you look at the total stats, we're right at the bottom of the league in passing yards given up now at this point in the year. Um, we're right at the bottom of the league when it comes to rushing yards giving up. I think we're almost last or we are last. And we have one interception. Separate from that, guys, uh, turnover differential, last in the NFL, the New York Jets, negative 12. That's where we're at. And the defense is just not creating those turnovers. This week, Mike, when it comes to Taylor and the way they just gashed us, I think he had 170 yards. Um, when you have Quinn out there and Mosley's healthy and you have Franklin Myers, I did, did not feel that we should have put a better performance out there. I know it goes without saying when you give up 45 points, you wish you had a better performance. But I just didn't see the Colts. And this is what's just alarming to me, Mike. Patriots offense is not the best offense this year. They're winning games, don't get me wrong, but it's not a machine. Neither are the Colts. And those are the two teams that lit us up. These are not great offenses doing this. So is that a coaching thing, Mike? Or, or do you think it has to do with the personnel? I think it has to do with the personnel. If you look at offensive line for the Indianapolis Colts and you look at the offensive line for the New England Patriots, they got a pretty good unit up there. Um, and so, uh, especially against the Colts, you could see it. They were moving our defensive linemen out of the way. And when you have a really great running back like Jonathan Taylor, you know, it was just really the perfect storm. Um, CJ Mosley, we thought was the missing piece there and why we gave up so many rushing yards against New England and then didn't against uh, Cincinnati. But And Cincinnati's offensive line is nowhere near as close as the, the other two. So uh, I look at the Buffalo Bills coming up, the Hill people, and their offensive line is good, but it isn't to the level of uh, both New England and to uh, Indianapolis. So I think they should be better. I obviously I think that they were on the road and the Jets just don't play well on prime time. It was just a poor performance. They're going to have to learn from it. But you know what? I've already seen this coach get his butt handed to him and then come right back and 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 pivot and and execute. So I expect the defense to play much much better coming up. The you know we're going to talk about the Hill people in a second. But right now you know Taylor arguably i don't know both you guys play fantasy football taylor could be rb1 uh, henry take henry outside you know take henry out um he could be rb1 in the in the entire league um that's how good he is and with that offensive line and that offensive line definitely helps with his value so look it's not like essentially what i'm saying is we we went up against a pretty uh elite unit from a running back perspective and uh there was failures hopefully it's changed up come Sunday. I want to ask you a question, Sammy, when it comes to these turnovers, since you do coach a football team, you are the head coach of a football team. The Jets right now have 14 interceptions. We have three fumbles lost. We have 17 turnovers already this season. Even this past game, two turnovers, right? So what does that do to a team? What does that do to the sideline when every time the offense has the ball, at least a couple times a game, they're always giving the ball back to the other team. When it comes to getting momentum, I mean, is it one of those situations where when the offense does that, the defense is going to start questioning the offense and vice versa? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. It has a tremendous effect, right? Especially if you're turning the ball over later into drive. So you got stuff moving, you turn the ball over, defense is back on the field. That's a killer for your offense. But also defensively, you walk onto that field like, damn, like again, 
we, we just wanted points on the board. We were so close. Why can't we finish that? You know, Mike hit the nail on the head. You lost the battle in the trench last week. I mean, they killed us. But I think that goes more to show how much a significant injury like Lawson hurts us, right? Because the reason we don't have any turnovers is because any quarterback, Carson Wentz isn't very good. But he had all the time in the world. It reminded me of like when we would play the Patriots and we couldn't get a rush and Tom Brady's just in the pocket, hanging out, looking around for setting up shop, having a picnic, right? So you got a guy like Carson Wentz who you put a little bit of pressure on and he's going to make mistakes and you can't even do that. So it's going to deflate your defense and your entire squad. Yeah, dude. Yeah, that's so true. Because and Mike, Mike, when you said they were opening up holes, I mean, they were showing replays that were like, <laughs> you could like literally pull a tractor trailer right through those holes. I mean, they were huh. destroying our defensive wow. line. You're 100% correct. I mean, I think they did the best they could. The Jets, the game itself, I think the star of the game, one of the other stars of the game, aside from Josh Johnson, was Elijah Moore had his best game as, of, as a pro. Seven catches, 84 yards, two touchdowns, Mike. We've kind of been waiting for a day like this for him now. Like we said, the game got out of hand. It was 40, 42 to 10. Um, I know people might not look into the stats that deeply, but Elijah Moore finally showed out. I thought he played well. Uh, Michael Carr didn't do too much. We didn't really do too much in the running game. Another turnover for Ty Johnson. Another fumble. I mean, dude, you're just killing us. But um, that offensive line for the Colts is something else. It goes to show you that if you have a solid offensive line, you can have a Wentz in there. And Wentz might – Wentz, there's so many opinions on Wentz. Some people think he's a complete bomb. Some people think he's underrated, you know. Um, but we know one thing is he's not the greatest quarterback in the world. And we talked about this on the, the show we did before the game. We talked about this on the Colts show last week was he is someone this goes for a lot of quarterbacks don't get me wrong but he's someone especially that if you get to him early and he's not playing well early in the game he doesn't really come back from that Wentz it's not a bounce back in the second half quarterback if he gets going early and he's hot he can, he can have a good day which is what happened to us and I know that yeah. that's, that might be something you could say for most quarterbacks but with him throughout his career it has been true that if you can get to him early and get him off kilter he has a bad day for the rest of the day he isn't course correct and we didn't do that at all. Like Sammy said, there was no pressure on them. They were able to just do whatever they wanted to us. Um, that was a little disappointing. But we head into this week now. We know Mike White hurt his hand during the game. Yeah. There was another storyline during the game. Like, I didn't know. I'm messaging you. We're all kind of trying to figure out what's going on because he stayed on the sideline. He went in the tent. They didn't take him to the back, which if it was a serious injury or they feared a serious injury, he wouldn't have been on the sideline. So a lot of Jet fans were like, Mike White, get back in there, bro. What are you doing? I don't, I don't chop your finger off, bro. But hey, look. He sat out the game. Josh Johnson did what he did. We might not have won the game anyway without Mike White out there. But we know this week, and Mike wants to, to touch on this because Coach Salah had a lot of positive things to say in his press conference today in regards to Mike White and Zach Wilson and how they're going to handle this, which I think is just the most professional way you can possibly handle it. I don't think it's a surprise to most people that he's going to start this week and considering who we're playing. The Bills have the best defense in the league. The Bills have the best passing defense in the league. The Bills have one of the best rushing defenses in the league. Probably not the best game to have Zach Wilson out there. If you're going to win this game with Zach Wilson or Patrick Mahomes or whoever to beat the Bills, you have to execute. Now, last week was an anomaly. Last week, the Bills had 12 penalties. If you go look at the box score, they shut the Jaguars down. How they lost that game, I have no idea. That's just the NFL for you. But heading into this week, Michael, um, when it comes to the quarterback and Mike White and Zach Wilson, I know you had a lot of positive things you took away from that press conference with Coach Salah. I agree with you 100%. And you wanted to just comment on a few of those things when it comes to how they're going to handle this QB situation moving forward. Yeah. I mean, so both of you guys know at the beginning of the season that uh, the Jets approach, Salah's approach was that Zach's our guy, give him all the reps. He's going to learn by doing. And you know what? That is a, an approach that does work for some. Okay. That was, that was 
decision was made because of the status quo. And the status quo at the time was we have a backup named Mike White. We don't really have a John Elway or a Dan Marino or this great quarterback so that Zach could sit and watch this guy play, right? So the determination was let's put him in there, let him take the lumps. So he took his lumps, he got hurt, right? He got hurt, we put the backup in and then Mike White's jersey is in the Hall of Fame, okay? So things have changed, things have changed. We have seen execution. And one of the biggest disappointments from last week was that we said, hey, either we're going to win the game and Mike White is going to continue to be the, the, the answer or Mike White isn't going to do that great. And Zach Wilson will be, uh, we'll go back to Zach Wilson. And we didn't get neither. Mike White went in there. He throws a touchdown. I get texts from all my friends. Oh my goodness. You may have got a quarterback and then he's hurt. And I'm sitting there like, yo, it would be the most like of all the things of every opportunity that you literally throw a touchdown, look great. And then you're hurt. And I'm just sitting there like, what? So that's what happens to us. That's what it is to be a jet fan. But Robert Sala made the right call today. He said, Mike white is the starting quarterback of the New York jets. They asked him, well, I thought you said that Zach needed to play. And he said, things have changed. Look, kids learn by throwing, doing, but they also learn by watching. And we have a quarterback, a competent quarterback that can execute the offense. That has changed. He's also not a full 100% healthy. So we throw Mike White out to go play against the Buffalo Bills. Not just that, you give all the players the best opportunity to win. And he said as a coach, that is his number one prerogative, to put the players in the best position to succeed. That So you're not going politically with what the franchise or Woody or any of them want. You're not gonna listen to a lot of these fans. I, you know, I tweeted out Mike White starting and a, and a lot of Jeff fans were tweeting back like, oh, it should be Zach Wilson just off six games. Yo, he already has thrown more touchdowns already. Already, like, I, like, I understand the Jeff fans, you know, I understand the fans have emotional attachment. We want that franchise quarterback. We don't care who it is though. Like, we don't care, okay, if, if D Kaiser, Deshaun Kaiser were to come out and and play tomorrow and throw five touchdowns and be our starting franchise quarterback. Don't do you think anyone cares that it's Deshaun Kaiser? No one cares. Yep. The only one we probably care about maybe is Deshaun Watson because that you know, but that's in a whole different. Story. Yeah, we won't go down. Right? We won't even go there. Okay, so we want what's the outcome? A starting quarterback. I don't care who it is, and Salah doesn't care either because he wants to win and he's going to go and win. So great job coach good way to pivot that's what coaches leaders and managers and people do who are successful they change when the environment changes when you learn new things hey we thought it was this way and now we're going to do it this way because these factors have changed that shows leadership and that shows a lot of determination and good thought so i, I thought it was really good yeah no, i agree 100 and you know the search for a quarterback for your team uh, it's such an intimate thing because that guy will be your QB for so long if you get it right. If it's Mike White, if it's Zach Wilson, whoever it is. It's a lot like falling in love, Mike. There's a lot of people out there that are still single because they spent their whole life saying, I want this, I want that, I want this specific type of person. That's all I'm looking for. Not realizing that when you turn all that stuff off, keep your mind open, keep your heart open, you can fall in love. And it might be Mike White we're falling in love with. It might be Zach Wilson. I don't care. 
I don't think Mike cares. I don't think Sammy cares. I haven't heard many Jet fans, for the most part, um, that care. And I understand people saying you might be stunting the growth of Zach Wilson. How Coach Salah today approached that question, which Mike alluded to, is saying, look, if you go in there and get the reps, that's that's real-life experience. That's tangible experience, okay? It's hard to replace that. Also, if you sit in the sideline and you watch somebody execute the offense the way it's supposed to be executed, which Mike White has done, which Josh Johnson has done, which Joe Flacco is a vet. I'm not Joe Flacco is not some great quarterback guys anymore, but Joe Flacco will go in. He'll he'll make a dump off pass correctly. Okay, um, all these guys are executing the offense the way it's supposed to be executed, which is the way they envision it. Zach Wilson wasn't doing that. Okay, so he was just basically saying, look, both ways are fine. If Zach has to sit because Mike White's slinging, it's just going to help him. Okay, Zach Wilson's a young man in the NFL. I know the way. Things are now in the NFL, the way the rules are predicated to quarterbacks, to help quarterbacks. I know we want those young quarterbacks to be good right away. I get that. But there's another history of 60 years before that, right, Mike? Where guys would get drafted and learn a little bit, then go on and be great. Um, we kind of forget about that sometimes because of the way the world works now when it comes to history. So if Zach has to sit for a year, sit for a year. If if Mike White's not the answer and Zach White uh, and, and, and Zach Wilson is, throw Zach Wilson in. This isn't a bad I know it, some Jet fans have looked at it as a negative. I, I only look at it as a positive. If Mike Absolutely. White goes out there this year and turns himself into a commodity, or say, God forbid, yeah. Mike White goes out. Mike White right now has a 96 quarterback rating. Okay? The, and just comparatively speaking in the NFL, um, Patrick Mahomes is a 96 quarterback rating. Matt Ryan has a 97. Big Ben's a 92. You know? So I'm not saying he's those guys. Don't get crazy. I'm talking about statistics and just the quarterback rating. What I'm saying, he's operated at a level so far where he's hovering around 100 QB rating, which is where the really good quarterbacks in this league are at. Okay, and also, I'm not saying Mike White could do that, but say he does. Say we play this whole year, and we finish out with Mike White continuing to play at this level, and he continues to limit the mistakes and be so good around the line of scrimmage, make all the plays he's supposed to make, and he finishes the year off, then you say to yourself, look, we might have something here with Mike White. And then maybe teams want Zach Wilson and you get something for him. So that's the only reason. That's the only way I look at it. Um, I, that's the way I look at it, Mike, which is not a negative at all. What do you think, Sam, when it comes to the situation? Do you kind of look at it as either way they go with Zach Wilson here? He's going to be in a decent spot because if he goes out there and gets the reps, then he's getting experience. If he sits on the sideline and watches Mike White or whoever else execute, that's another way of getting experience. What do you think about that? Um, I think it's a win-win situation either way, right? So, like we live in this era of instant gratification, which is why we want these guys to start immediately and be super good immediately. And that's just not how reality works. So I think if you have a guy who gives you productivity and is your best product on the field, and you're giving Zach Wilson an opportunity to just learn more about football, I, I don't think you can go wrong there. I mean, it's very rare that you get an opportunity to develop a quarterback over time where he's more of like the backup or learning role where he's active. So the first person that comes to my mind is like a guy like Aaron Rodgers under Brett Favre for all those years where he didn't play. All he did was watch Brett Favre execute an offense and he learned a ton of stuff from it. Right. So for Salah to go out there and say, you know what, we're going with Mike White. He's doing a great job. Why wouldn't we? And it doesn't hurt to give Zach Wilson the extra chance to be more cerebral and understand the way defenses run in the NFL, the speed of the game, and why it's necessary for him to, like he's been saying all season, be boring, right? Because to be electric, you also have to be boring. So the two are mutually exclusive. Yeah. yeah. Now I get that. You know what's funny, guys, too, is that in the NFL, the teams that draft high in the draft and draft these young quarterbacks, they stink. So when you draft the young quarterback, they're going to a team where, yeah, that kid's always thrown in as the starter right away because they don't even have a starter from the airport because they stunk. 
So when you actually get a situation where someone could maybe sit for a second, like a Mahomes, Alex Smith, veteran QB, good QB, his whole career sat for a year, came in, Mahomes was pretty good. Um, you know, I, I just think there are benefits to that. I think uh, Coach Salah alluded to a lot of that today. Keith, just listen to his philosophy. All gas, no break. Yeah. All gas, no break. Go and win. That's it. That's, That's it. what he's doing. He's going out and he's freaking doing it. And I'm especially, not, not, we Jeff fans aren't, we're done with the learning and the crap. We're done. Win fucking games. That's it. Yeah, I would put the best yeah, people out there and win. Yeah. This year might not be about that for some people. And I get that when I'm talking about win loss record and stuff like that. But when you have a new coach, a new team, a new regime, you want to get wins. You want to see, you want to see results. We've had enough losing. And, you know, this year, we're not going to make the playoffs this year. We're not going to be some powerhouse this year. But if the rest of the year, the Jets play, you know, around 500 football, I'm okay with that. We got the yeah. Seahawks pick too. I'd love to see these young players. But this team is so young, wins and playing well and and figuring things out as this year goes on. That's only going to help us next year. And Look that's one the of the Knicks. other... Look at the Knicks, guys. Remember how young they were? Remember? And how they were struggling. And look, they were winning. To your point, they were winning games here. They would beat a really good team and then lose. And they were, and now, look at them now. Balling. Balling. Balling right now. Balling, son. Try they to come at us. Great. <laughs> look at them. And they're organic. You know what I'm saying? And they're, 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 they have confidence in one another. They're not like fake Kyrie flat earth people with Durant and Rip Achilles trying to mix things. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They're, they're actually a team that could be good for a while. You know what I mean? And the Jets have the same type of philosophy. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm all about it, man. Win. Salah doesn't care about their feelings either, right? He's just like, I'm here to win games. I don't care who we drafted. This is our best guy. He's playing. Yeah, I mean, that's... And that's how you got to be, man. I mean, not, not that you don't have certain positions, certain players that you want to foster and keep their confidence high. Quarterback is the main one of those. But also quarterbacks, the entire the entire way your team goes on a season is through the quarterback. No team ever does great when their quarterback has a bad season. It's never happened. Never happened in the history of the NFL, right, guys? So, I mean, everything revolves around that. So, I mean, I think the debate's kind of over. We're going to ride out Mike White, okay? Zach's going to sit on the sideline and chill, I think, of all weeks. The week you do want him to maybe, if he's not 100%, 100%, let him chill out this week. The Bills have been destroying people. I mean, this defense is ridiculous. We've had a horror story versus them. Every time we played them, I forgot how many times they beat us in a row. So let Zach spin the silent. If we're going to get whooped, let him hold the clipboard. Right? Let him chill out. Let him get healthy. He's probably the future of the franchise, so we don't want to risk anything with him out there. I mean, we've been talking about it already, but we'll do a little preview here. Give some game predictions. Jets, Bills, the attack of the hill, people. Let's go. The situation uh, kind of got heavy on. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Jets, Bills. Mike, when the Bills come into town and I have to go to that stadium and see these people, see these fans of the Bills in the parking lot with their 1993 starter jackets on that they got from Goodwill with their women with 5 o'clock shadow, Michael. Um, every single time, it disgusts me. And I wish I could have the disgust and also throw back in their face that your team is garbage because i used to be able to do that can't do that anymore <laughs> can't do that anymore i don't have that option anymore because the bills are one of the best teams in the nfl one of the most well-rounded teams in the nfl as well their offense is really good the defense this year has just been ridiculous mike they're only giving up 262 yards a game right now 
that's not that's not good for us. You know, they only give up about 177 yards passing, 85 yards rushing a game. Then you look at their offense, they're averaging around 400 yards a game. As we know, pretty well-rounded on paper. Just like we said when we played the Bengals, just like we said when we played the Titans. There's not a lot of reasons with Mike White trotting out there. You can point at that you say, are the reasons you think, at least I should say, I'm not putting words in your guys' mouth. I should say, are the reasons I think the Jets go ahead and get a W this weekend. Aside from this, his name is Mike White. His name is Mike White. And the times he's been in there, this offense has functioned. Okay? And look, the Jaguars played a good game versus the Bills last week. Okay? They played great defense versus the Bills. Bills had a lot of, they shot themselves in the foot, a lot of a lot of turnovers, um, a lot of penalties. But let me tell you this. The Jets' defense has been a bag of trash, but so has the Jaguars. They figured something out. They could maybe take something from that game and apply it to this week. Um, I do think it's going to be a win for the Bills. I'm not going to get nuts and say I think Mike White's going to take a W. But I think this game could be competitive, Mike. I think with Mike White out there, at least, it seems like the offense flows pretty decent. Um, but the running game of the Bills as well hasn't been amazing this year. That's where teams seem to be crushing us. But they just dink and dunk us to death the last couple of years. Thinking about the game, everything considered Mike offense, defense, Mike White, what we're throwing out there. How do you see this one going this weekend? We're taking a W. Come I'm again. Done. We're taking Come a again w. right now? We're taking a <laughs> we're taking a we're taking a W, okay? <clears throat> you know, I don't like them. I don't like the Hill people. I I, I I I hate New England the most. It's a different, it's a different type of feeling. Um, but new but the Bills are like they're just you know how you're branded as like a loser because you just can't like do what you're supposed to do. They went to the Super Bowl four times in a row and lost. How much, how loser is that? That's like, that is, I would, I wouldn't even want to go. You know what I'm saying? They went Trash. four times Good. in a row and lost. They're the definition of loser to me their fans are losers they always talk about how you guys don't play in new york you play in new jersey <laughs> just corn chip cornball humans and um i just don't like them and yeah and josh allen you know there are so many people out there saying how great he is and everything you know i still have looked at him awkwardly like you know what you did last year was pretty insane and you aren't a scrub, obviously, but I don't know, man. There's just something about him that's off. I don't know what it is, okay? And and is it hatred? It could be. It absolutely could be. But there's something, like, I didn't like Chipper Jones ever, but I respected him, and I always knew he was a stud. Always, okay? Maddox. Like, I knew. Brady, I hate Brady. But I know. I can't. I'm not going to front. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you know, but, but Josh Allen is something there. That's off. And I think we're going to expose some of that on Sunday. And this isn't a fan talking to you. I'm talking to you because the Bills can't run the football. They don't have good running backs. They can only run with Mr. Josh Allen. Let CJ play spy. Spy his ass all game long. Do not let him get anywhere. His receivers, Diggs is fantastic. You know, but our corners have done a pretty decent job. I see what the Jets do at home. They play differently. They're a better team at home. They just are, okay? And if the, the Jets should have beat the Patriots when they came in week two, but we turned the ball over four damn times because we had Zach Wilson. We don't have Zach Wilson. We got Mike White. 
We got Mike White coming out, and we got Elijah Moore. We got Corey Davis. We got this defense, this offense, ready to go humming. I'm, I'm, I'm all in, man. They, they lost to Jaguars. Everyone's talking about how mad they are. How about how mad are we for giving J- J- Jason D- Taylor all those yards, right? You know, how about how mad are we? How have the Bills and how mad they are? You come into the Meadowlands, son. You know what I'm saying? We're taking a W against the Hill people on Sunday. That's what I'm saying. Oh, I, I, I love, I love, I love the enthusiasm. I love the W prediction. Uh, they got Diggs, Sanders, and Beasley. All those guys have over 450 yards receiving this year. So their offensive attack's pretty decent. Um, they can't run the ball like Mike said. I don't think Moss is playing this week. So Singletary might be the guy who's getting the rock for them. And Singletary is. You know, he is what he is. He's not a great running back. Um, I know, and Josh Allen is not somebody Mike will ever, I don't think, be sold on. So you just know that world. He's not He's not going to be sold on. You're not going to convince this guy, all right? What do you think, Sammy, when it comes to this weekend? Jets, Bills, the legend of Mike White continues. How do you see the shaking out at MetLife? In my heart, of course, I want it to continue, right? You know, like even when we went to that game of the Titans, I was like, we're going to win today. And we did. We won. I don't know if I have that same kind of feeling, but part of me inside is like Mike White could do it. Like he could pull this out and win because yes. theoretically all we'll have to do is like keep up with the Bills, you know, keep like working. they're going to get theirs at some point. But like if we can get ours too yeah. and Mike White can deliver and Eli Moore, if he can replicate what he did last week with Mike White slinging it. And I don't care, like, you know what? Our running game hasn't been great, but I'll take 60 yards out of the backfield and 80 receiving yards for Michael Carter every week. We you know? Are you going to the game? Are you going to the game? Me? I'm yeah. going. He's Damn. going. Dude, we need everyone there. I, I mean, I would, if I didn't have the kids, I would fly in. We need all Jet Nation. Everybody. Loud as hell. Out. I found out I have today that I have extra tickets from my, as well, because Fox is going to go sit... We won't get into the particulars of why me and Chris Fox don't like Buffalo Bills, right, guys? Don't want any oh, Google searches. Let's not get into that. Man. But Fox usually doesn't go to these games, and we tend to not sit with one another at the Bills games because we're combustive elements, him and I, when we're together. <laughs> so um, we separate we separate ourselves from each other. <laughs> we don't want to be dragged out of the stadium. We're not, we're not I wish I could fans. talk about it. I wish I could talk about it. I wish. Um, I wish. And so we're in my... In my new section I'm at, I'm well respected. Okay. I have I'm not no one knows my past. Okay. I gotta keep it, I gotta keep it on the on the download. But um I don't know if Fox is coming, so I might have an extra ticket. So I might be hitting Sammy up. Sammy might be at that game. You never know. Um let me tell you what I think is gonna happen. I think we're gonna lose the game, but I think Mike White is gonna play well enough that fans, pundits, and everyone's gonna say, All right, this is probably the right choice. Let's rock with this dude. Um, I don't know. I, I think we're going to come up short in the game. Hey, if we, if we shock, the only game, the only teams we beat are the best teams. You know, we beat the Bengals. We beat the Titans. The Bills are another one of these top teams. We play the mediocre teams. We get destroyed, um, blown out of the water. So, hey, let, let's see what happens, guys. Hill people are going to be there. You're, you're human beings. You breathe air. You're homo sapiens. But you're as close to Neanderthals as exist in this world that we have. And when you try to come to New York, when you try to come to the parking lot of MetLife and, or go in the stadium and open your mouth up about, oh, we play in New York and you don't. And you try that same old tired ass garbage line that Jet fans have heard for 40 years while you're in the stadium. And I could turn to the right and see Manhattan right there. It's just right there. I'm staring at it. Okay, guys, when you look for your closest city, it's Toronto. Don't, don't come at New Yorkers. 
Don't come at actual people that live in the area that are from New York and act like you're New Yorkers and we're not because of the lines that are on a map and where your stadium's at. Stop with that. I'm not having that. I've never had it. I've had issues with people when they had it because you guys are not New Yorkers. You know you're Canadians. That's okay. what I was going to say. They're, they're insecure. Because they're not even Americans. They're Canadians. You don't, so. you, don't even, you don't sound like we do in this part of the state. You sound like you're from Minnesota. Don't talk like you're New Yorkers. Don't talk about where the stadium's at. Stop. And none of them are listening to this, but just so my Jet fans brethren know, you got to throw it right back at them. These are garbage humans. I mean, you go up there, it's like Mad Max movie. That town's falling apart. The population's been declining for like 50 years in Buffalo. No one wants to live there. People are trapped there, bro. No one wants to live in Buffalo. It took shots from that new movie, Finch. <laughs> it took shots in <laughs> Buffalo. <laughs> for the record, so anyways, you guys, like six times, I'm pretty sure the sun doesn't exist there either. Just saying. Yeah, it's just, it's just not. People are just miserable. Everything's just horrific in Buffalo. Everyone knows that. Um, the, only good, the only good human I've met from Buffalo in my whole life is Sammy's assistant coach on his football team. Forgot his name, Sammy. I apologize. Good dude. Michael. Knows football. Michael, good dude. Knows football. Super cool guy. Besides him, all oh, you're a bag of trash. And this weekend at the game, man, I hope we take that W because it's been a long time since I've been able to walk out of that stadium with the Hill people surrounding me and have some joy in my heart. It's been a long time. And mixing that long time and some other stuff that's gone on with the with the Bills. It's just not a good environment. When I go there, I want the W this weekend so good. Hopefully, Mike White brings it to us. But, guys, this is another great edition of the Ain't Easy Being Green podcast. I want to thank Sammy for joining us. Did a tremendous job. Wookie will be back with us next week. Mike, if anyone wants to get at me and you, be involved in the AEBG world in any way, shape, or form. How could they do that? Well, they can find us on Facebook at AEBG.JetsRadio, on Twitter at AEBG underscore NYJ podcast, and on Instagram at Jet.AEBG. You heard the man on behalf of the biggest Jets fan in the state of Texas, Michael Lagaris, and the number one high school football coach in the United States today, my cousin Sammy. We'll be back next week, everybody. Peace out.